All right. So let's talk about the end of the arc before we get into you guys' next section here. So, uh, Which one? The one where you ripped off uh, Ghostbusters or the one where we ripped off a Criminal Minds episode? Uh, the one where Guys, Joey... I was just having a good day at work, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jesse was having... Okay, so let's get into it. So, Tyler, for your investigations, you get three mind growth points. And because you aged yourself Jesus. up again... Uh, for Oops. Olivia, unfortunately, you did not do as well, but you did some investigating, so I'll give you one mind growth point and one body growth point. Yeah. Uh, actually, sorry, Tyler, that's supposed to be two, two mind growth points and one spirit growth point. I don't know why I said three mind growth points. I have it right here. Yep. Jesse, yep. you got yeah. two mind growth points, and that's it. Unfortunately. Heck yeah. I really beefed this last one. <laughs> oh, I beefed yeah, it too, so. but at least we didn't drive between the marshmallow man's legs. <laughs> marshmallow man's <laughs> legs, yes. Uh Tyler, you have taken another I've I'm calculating it out here on my own, but you have taken another minus one asset for exploding your car. So your uh That car was like two grand, O'Neill. That was a dirty matter. cheap old Camaro. Doing Tyler, it by both, the, both both of us have destroyed our cars now. Yeah, Aww. what a what a, what a unifying force uh, from friends that are slowly drifting away. Um, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> it's fucking dark, dude. dude ow, O'Neill, I will it's... find you and I will. <laughs> um, I Jessie? swear to God, O'Neill, not yeah. Jesse, Julie, rather. Um, oh, okay. You eventually hey, Jessie, is the... Julie there? Hey, uh, can I speak? yeah, I'm here. Hey, can I speak with Julie? <laughs> Um, <clears throat> yeah, uh, how can I help you? After the incident of the Marshmallow Man, you are given some time, or south of Chicago. <sighs> I wish I knew United States geography enough to tell you what was south of Illinois, but I literally can't, so. Well, there it's you go. Missouri, is it not? Kentucky? Uh, nobody cares. Uh, that, yeah, none of exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are you guys doing? I just pulled west through the portal, right? Yes, you did. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Do I see cash? <laughs> Probably not. This barricade, the, the kind of fortification line, is pretty wide. Um, if you want to roll a perception check, you can try to see if you see him. Yeah, okay. I found him. That's a natural 20. Hey. Okay, yeah, you... You, Good thing after I used like it pulling on looking aside, for cash. <laughs> While she's looking for cash, I slip away into the night. No, like well, I rolled a twenty. It's less I can like, also see you. It's less of a like she's looking for cash. Uh, Julie, you pull Wes through the portal, and uh, you take a glance over, and you see cash kind of running um, around this uh, this barricade. And when she looks back, I'm gone. <laughs> well, not really. Like the night. I don't want to have this conversation right now. <laughs> what do you do? <clears throat> Thanks. Cash, <clears throat> Cash, I made sure your sister and her family got out of my house all right. Oh, thank you. Okay. Oh. Here's Wes. He doesn't... And Jordan? Uh, yeah. Hey, Julie. It's a long, it's, it's, it's a long story. <clears throat> when I'm less covered in marshmallow goop and third-degree yeah. burns, I'll tell it to you. <laughs> yeah, um... I, I'm not sure what to say. I, I have, I have to go. I have to go. Oh, oh, actually, okay. And Julie walks away. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Cash and Wes. Not confronting our emotions. It's Yikes. Go, yeah. go, investigations team. <laughs> Wes and Cash, what are you guys doing immediately after? Like, I, I. I don't want to go through like the exercise of like me on the phone again with my sister, but I just want to like call and make sure she's okay. Okay. Yeah, that's it's simple enough. She will oh, and little Kumi will also and Kumi, Kumi <laughs> are all together. Oh, right. My girlfriend. Uh, like, right. Whatever. Her. Uh they're all together. I'm they're all fine. <laughs> Obviously freaked out by what is going on, but seemingly What if I offer them my house okay. again and they just live in the middle of the crater now? <laughs> <laughs> We're crater people now. <laughs> Wes, what do you do? I go home. Okay. I mean, it's pretty simple. Do you? I mean, you don't have a car, so 
Are you going to try to find somewhere to? <laughs> You know what? You know what? No, I. You know what? No, I'm gonna go to the hospital and deal with my burns. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's break out into breakout rooms real quick, and then uh, we will resolve the rest of this. Are you serious? Man. I can't just sit here while he's in the hospital. Well, Julie, don't you know the hospital's actually your dad? <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sorry. Hello. This is Lieutenant Chris Grease. The following is a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Names, characters, businesses, places, and incidents are either products of the Dungeon Master's imagination or used in a fictitious manner. Any resemblances to any actual persons living or dead are classified and purely coincidental. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. You might be wondering how we got here. You guys are just suddenly woken up in the middle of your sleep. The body of a large reptilian figure appears. An ancient red dragon corpse. Concentrated spectral energy just kind of around the body. It's really weird. Are you saying that like this is a message or something? Yeah. Now that you say it out loud that it's what I'm saying. A message to who? Christmas saving throw. Both of you have terrifying nightmares. Uh, hi, is this, uh, Wes? Yeah, uh, Willa's not doing so hot. She might be possessed or something. Standing kind of by the bedside. You see adjusting sides. Just staring. Can you, like, look somewhere else? I think I'm gonna take Unlucky. I don't know what's happening. I've been getting these really bad nightmares ever since a shelter on. You know, you're not the only one. Uh, it's maybe something we need to check into, maybe up the fortifications we have. Who are you? A friend. You are a friend of the Cold King. The King sent us free. We are free to walk as we wish. No longer stopped by that hideous dragon. Lazarus Mm. has set us free. The gate opens. Look, uh, you hear about these possessions? And as you go in, the the doctor that actually first examined you, uh, Dr. Astroff. So if you wouldn't mind, uh, just follow my finger here. Okay. You, you can't contact anybody to give him temporary clearance to the site? I can't. Cash, that circle is starting to grow. Porous face begin to push itself out. You see a giant marshmallow man. There's a giant marshmallow creature that came out of the dragon's dead body and is now rampaging in suburban Chicago. Julie is doing the math. This thing is heading towards Chicago, but your house is in the path. With a crackling explosion, your cart explodes out. What? What is this idiot doing? He's in the he's in the line of the claymores. <laughs> you just see gunfire and hell rain down upon this thing, and as it does, poof! You see it disappear and a poof of white powder. I guess B is good for something. Um, as you are about to leave the scene, how are you getting to the hospital? Are you going to walk? You're going to try to take. What are you? What are you going to try to do? How to far get to? is the hospital? Uh, there's probably a hospital fairly close to you. 
Um, and there is also are we on like the south paramedics. side. Are we going to the U Chicago hospital? Where are we going? I mean, you're Will paramedics again, be able to deal with suburbs, my intense you're about, burns. You're about an hour outside of Chicago. An hour outside of Chicago is just the. It's just still annoying. I mean, I would consider it a suburb of Chicago, but either here nor there. Yeah, I guess. God, is there a bus? I don't know. <laughs> I don't have I any mean, means you of want transportation to- <laughs> anymore, and apparently we're not in the city. No, you're not. So you are going to try to take a. I mean, how? Yeah, this is up to you. Yeah, I guess I call an. I call an Uber. Like what? These are things you have to figure out. You blew up your car. You. I want you to wreck. I call an Uber. That. I just told you. You don't have a phone that can call an Uber. <laughs> Does Jordan have a phone that can call an Uber? Roll a d6. Three. His phone blew up. So what do you do? <laughs> I walk then. I don't know what. Okay. I don't have any other means of transportation. What? <laughs> I mean, these are do? things you have to consider when you blow up your I car. I take the bus then. <laughs> okay. You take a bus to the Silver Cross Hospital and go ahead and roll. How long are you going to spend in this hospital? However long they need to keep me. That's not. I don't get to decide that. That's not how hospitals work, O'Neill. <laughs> Tyler, in the one-year system... You can spend a certain amount of time to heal. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But also, if it's just burns, I don't know I would be in the hospital for like 10 days. All right. I will just say you're in the hospital for one day because that's what you are role playing at. So you only get the one day heal. OK, I get the so, one day heal. I'm I am at full body because I took burn and I reset. OK, you, there is still a DC. You have so to pass I'm trying to, to get rid of the burned condition. Okay. Right. Before that happens. Yes. Okay. They want to. They want to keep you in overnight, because you have third degree burns. Then I will stay overnight. As you check in and as you get your hospital room, Jordan decides to go home. He polymorphs himself and flies home to the Chicago apartment. (laughs) And as you kind of get settled in, you get like. They, they give you the, the antibiotic creams and whatnot that they need to put onto your burns and you are bandaged up and wrapped up. Do they graft some skin off of my ass and put it on my arm? That's uh, like a little skin. If Wes they had an ass, they would do that for sure. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Well, there's skin back there just because there's nothing under the skin. <laughs> and eventually, after the doctors kind of leave, you have a knock on your door. Who is it? A little indisposed at the moment. As the door opens, you see a somewhat familiar face. You see Second Lieutenant Chris Greaves, one of Julie's members. Julie's partners. Yes. He goes, um, is this Wesley Barrett? Do I remember him? I mean, do you? You only have one interaction with him, I would say. So it's up to you whether or not No, I don't think I would. I don't think I would. Speaking. My name is Second Lieutenant Chris Greaves. I am here to talk to you about your involvement in today's incident. Do you have a moment? Oh, well, as I'm not really going anywhere, as you can see. He gives you, you work a, with Julie, right? I assume. Uh, I do work with Lieutenant Davenport. Yes. He good. Good. goes and sits down. He says, I assume you are licensed. If I could please see that. Oh, it got burned up in the fire. All right. I will pull your file up after the fact. Um, can you tell me why exactly you were driving between this monstrosity's feet? Well, I was trying to get away, and I was... I don't know. What do you want me to tell you, man? I was around there. My friend Cash lives around there. I was or I was in town. Shit went down. I, don't, I mean, it was... Yeah, I was... Uh, that is not a sufficient answer. If you could please tell me why you were driving directly at this monstrosity instead of away from it i mean i wasn't driving direct i was trying to i don't what do you i don't know what you're talking about make a deception check god i rolled a two with my uh, bonuses that's like a again i mean for the quality of that lie <laughs> that's very yes <laughs> um, seven. <laughs> oh fuck really that low I thought you had like a plus. Yeah, okay. I only have wow, plus five me. to deception. I have a plus nine. I have a plus nine to persuasion. Oh, it's your persuasion. It's your persuasion. That's good. Okay. He leans in really close, and 
for a moment, you have like this uneasy feeling because Chris Greaves is a very, very buff individual and you are a very, very burned individual at this very moment and you're kind of hooked up to an IV and a heart monitor that's not really working at the moment. And he goes, Mr. Barrett, I don't have a lot of time. I'm very busy with this ongoing investigation and I'm edging for a promotion right now. But if you're going to be a pain in the ass, we can play hardball. What do you know about the incident? I don't know. Some kind of spooky ghost thing. Talk to Cash. He knows. I was just working with an old friend on someone who had gotten possessed, and I was trying to track down whoever was possessing this person, and I happened to end up right in the middle of the action. I don't, I, I, I'm not kidding. I don't actually know anything about what was happening other than that I just ended up there while doing some private investigation work. Yeah, make a persuasion check now for this. I'm gonna go with the same dice. I'm feeling it. It's an unnatural 20. Unnatural 20. He kind of leans up now that you seem to be a little bit more straightforward with, with him. He goes, that kind of work. I don't buy that you're licensed. I'm not. I'll let you off with a warning. Look, I didn't. Look, I wasn't doing any magic. I didn't do the exorcism. I was doing classic private investigations work. I don't know what I, I was. I was just interviewing people. I had someone who was actually licensed come in and do the exorcism. What do you want? What do you want from me? And then when a big giant monster shows up, maybe I shot at it. Okay. I want you to stay out of PETA's line of work. Do you understand? Oh, don't you worry. The people I help, I get, no get nothing from you guys. His fist kind of clenches a little bit more and you can see his muscles starting to ripple a little bit and he says, you're on our books, Barrett. If we catch even the slightest little whiff of magic coming off of you, there'll be hell to pay. Do I make myself clear? Sooner or later, I end up on everyone's books, it seems. He rolls his eyes, and as he leaves, he says, if you want to do magic, do it by the book. This world's getting crazy, and we don't need crazies out here with it. And he slams the door. I yell after him. Book was written three months ago, Greaves. There's no response. So, uh, you're going to heal. Go ahead and roll Try a- and get rid of my burned condition. Yep, just go ahead and roll a d20. I'm using the gr my green dice for healing power. 17. 17. All right. It will require still a week of rest, but you will be able to heal your burn condition after that. Cool, 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 cool. cool. I do that. All right. Yeah. Cash, what do you... So you, you called Dar and all that. What yep. are you doing immediately after? Take care of things. Um, I'd probably have to file something with the, uh, like, Hunter's Guild, like... Hunter Society, yeah. <laughs> Hunter Society, just be like, hey, this thing happened and I was there. Okay, so I yeah, think that's a, it's, it's fairly that simple. First. There's like, a, like an email form, essentially, you fill out that... You, <laughs> not an email form, it's, I guess, it's a website um, that you go... <laughs> Not a questionnaire. It's a full report, like you would uh, at okay. any investigative industry. But you you fill out and file the report away. You are given a small stipend for your part in it. And what do you do? Nice. I almost died. Um, I what I think I'm gonna do is I am gonna book a hotel for okay. everyone to stay in. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Julie's house is getting repaired. Yeah, that that's that's fair. So you guys kind of stay in a hotel for this next period, I will say, or for the end of this period, rather. And then you guys can move back into the house at the beginning of the next period. Dar's not happy. <laughs> this one isn't necessarily really? your fault. But it isn't my fault. Just, just generally in the air of upsetness. Will is having a great little Will is having a great time being able to be at a hotel with a pool and that kind of deal so he's not necessarily as oh, upset. Again it oh, is yeah. summer right now. Yeah. So what do you do for the rest of this kind of three month period? I'm no, gonna try to figure out like what the fuck happened three like months. how did I fuck up that badly? 
Okay. Where I was like, I yeah. know there's a problem, but I haven't been able to solve the problem in a timely manner. Yeah, uh, actually, you get a phone call. Your phone is ringing. Yellow. Cash. Jesus Christ. Uh, is everyone okay? Yeah, everyone's fine, Jack. Oh, fucking hell. Uh, I haven't been in contact with anyone from the Astral Sea. It's, it's bad. Whatever's going on over there, it's bad. Cash. Well, yeah, I mean... I'm, I'm trying to pull all my resources, but every connection is not going through right now. I don't know what the fuck happened. Of, like, why this happened? Like, why there was a giant marshmallow man kind of thing? Or... I, I mean, an outlander, yeah. I, I, I don't know how an outlander came from the astral sea, but that's what it seems to have happened. I mean, it was probably quote-unquote powered by Shalderon's sort of dead energy, spirit energy, or whatever the fuck. So, because that was, I don't know, well, I was trying to put it together, and I just couldn't get it together in time. And, uh, it's, so. I, I, I just, keep, keep your ears out, and, um, something needs to be done about all of this. This is getting out of hand, and something, something's off right now, so just... Keep your eyes and ears peeled, all right? Okay, sounds good. How's how's Kumi doing? Um, she's as good as I guess you could be under the circumstances. It was a little rough on the on the offset, but she, you know, seemed to be going on the up and up until everything got worse. So we're at a hotel right now while uh Julie's house gets uh repairs underway. But I'm sure it's going to take a while with uh all the damage that was done to the city or the at least frankfurt anyway yeah um do you guys need like money or anything i know oh i, just, um, I, I feel bad I, I can't do anything while i'm over here in New no York. i can't it's ask just... you to do that so that's all right are you sure i mean i uh, cash i don't I, i'm i'm flush i they're they're paying me tons I mean, of money I have just my to sit here hunters... and shit if it'll make you feel better, I guess. Yeah, I'll I'll wire some to you. I can f- probably find your bank stuff, so. Great, thanks. God, Cash. Uh, all right, I'm going to get back to doing bullshit. Yeah, k- keep your eyes to the ears to the ground and all that. Uh, are you in contact with Wes? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the gang is somewhat back together, at least we were. Julie, too? Yeah, Julie, too. Interesting. All right, uh... That's promising. All right, Cash, I'm going to let you go. I got to... Jesus, I got to get back to this. All right. And he hangs up. Cool. What do you want to do for the rest of this period here? Yeah, primarily just research. What? How did he... How did I mess this up? Where could I have looked into things okay. more? Make three successive rolls here. You're going to do a history check and then two arcane okay. checks. History and Arcana. Very well. Very well. Okay. Okay. History. Are you using anything to help you with this? I don't know. I don't, like... The Hunter Society has a little bit of information that you can get into, Yeah, other than talking to people in the society. Yeah. What I would attempt to do, anyway. All right. Your history check was a two. Go ahead. Yep. Uh, Arcana, 16. Okay. And 18. 16 and 18. Okay. When you first start doing research, you can't really... F- this This has never happened before, and there's no reason for this to happen. You look into what happens when a dragon dies. Not this, um, at least from what you can tell. This just shouldn't happen. You, you start to like look more into like the magical side of it, and what you find... Uh, at first is that like the fact that there was a portal kind of tethered to earth and to the astral plane means that there was some giant expulsion of power and then the fact that it was like stretched open that kind of lingering thought leans more towards like outlander manipulation outlander an outlandish creation doing that and so that kind of makes sense with the kind of giant marshmallow man guy bursting through the portal but something is still off with that there okay shouldn't be a reason why 
the Marshmallow Man could have like ripped open a portal if he was powerful enough, but the portal shouldn't have been sustained. And then after your your research, you do find that the portal has collapsed. There, you you go back and look, and there is no portal anymore. Hmm. So something okay. happened. Do I know anyone who would know anything about portals? Uh, I mean, you aren't close with them, but you know the chair of conjuration. Wes also kind of would know some stuff about portals. Uh, I'll reach out to Ethan. Ethan Garcia. Oh, no, wait. Yes. Uh, Yeah. Yes. You... I, I don't know why I said this, but uh, you inquire. Ethan is still in a coma from when he combined Gaia and Phaeton. Oh, shit. Okay, well, uh, <laughs> I send flowers and I forget that avenue. Um, okay. I'll, I don't know, I'll hit up Wes at another time just because I know he's in L'Hopital. So. Yeah, that's um, fine. I'll hit him up with that later. Just broad strokes. Anything else you want to get done personally or that kind of, you know? Not at the moment. I'm going to save any more um, spirit realm stuff for later. Just because it didn't fucking help me okay. before. Cool. <laughs> Go ahead and bring Jesse. So what do you do immediately after this? Immediately after I walk away as awkwardly as physically possible. <laughs> that... <laughs> Uh-huh, uh-huh. First thing I do is, can I try to get Amber? Is she still like floating up? Uh, no. She, you have, you saw the Amber streak across the sky, and you haven't seen anything of her since. Can I look for her? Uh, sure. How? I mean, are you just gonna call her? Are you gonna like actually look for her? Yeah, I'm gonna call her, and as I call, I'm looking around. Okay, you you are looking around. I'm not going to make you roll for it. You just don't see her. You call her. Uh, the phone rings a couple of times, and she goes, Hello? Amber? Are you Julie. okay? God. Uh, yeah, I'm fine. How are you? Are you are you safe? Are you okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Where are you? Uh, I had to get out of there. I saw that they were about to detonate those mines, so I had to teleport back home. I'm back at the house. Okay, oh, I'm on my way now. The, the house is okay, Julie. I made sure that the house was okay. Oh, God, thank you. God, you're, you're fine? Are, are, you, are you hurt at all? No, I'm okay. Okay, God, okay. Um, all right, I'll see you here in a bit then. All right. Um, as okay. you begin walking away, you hear from kind of off- Lieutenant Davenport? Uh, yeah? You see Major General Malo there, and he goes, a word, if you don't mind. Yeah, of course. You you guys begin walking and talking, and he goes, do you have any idea what happened here? I'm just getting on the scene, Lieutenant. I No, I, I don't. Apparently some giant marshmallow man from the Ghostbusters movies? Yes, that is what I called in. <sighs> do you know... Anything about why this would happen? He's he's like pinching the bridge of his nose. You see, like he looks very stressed. I mean, when my team was investigating the site of the remains originally, they reported odd readings, as well as a uh, hunter friend of mine reported <sighs> seeing a spirit or something. Right. Okay. Understood. I Oh, the hunter, while I was on my way here as a part of a separate study, my hunter friend, uh, Cash, he called me and told me to make sure everyone stayed away. So he might know more. Right. You said your hunter, Cash, last name? Uh, Cash Warner, I believe. Right. We'll be reaching out to him as well to figure out. Lieutenant, I don't mean to be putting too much pressure on you, but this does not look good for our branch of PETA in general. Oh, I'm well aware. <sighs> he goes, Lieutenant, I brought you on this team. I brought you, I give you your squadron because I trust you. I'm going to have to put some more trust into you. We can't let these things happen anymore. That's all I want to. So I'm going to be bumping you up to the rank of captain. Thank you, sir. 
you're going to get a larger regiment and your second lieutenant will become your one of your lieutenants. We can't let this happen again. And whatever travesty happened here needs to be prevented at all times. We need to have full research funding, whatever it needs to be. Understood. Report back to your office. We'll go through the paperwork. We'll get you your new position. And we will see what we can do about mitigating some of this damage. I should should I report there now? It's it's pretty not at the moment. I, I don't know if the, the office PETA is offices are going batshit crazy. You're not on the clock right now. Go go home. Go do whatever you're going to do. Thank you. He gives you a salute and salute back. You leave. All right. You go home. I'm going home. <laughs> you walk into your apartment, and as you kind of open the door, you feel Amber just jump onto you and hug you, and she goes. God, Julie, Jesus, are you okay? Thank she you for she kind of in, I, looks you over. Thank you for getting there in time. It's it not a problem, I, Julie. That was an outlander. I know. That, just appearing in the middle of Illinois. Well, I mean, it appeared from the dragon carcass, but the dragon carcass did appear in the middle of Illinois. She kind of wipes out her face and goes, if I, shit, if I would have been there. Have you eaten? No, no, I haven't. I'll call something in, okay? Thanks. Jesus. Uh, Julie, I'm, if I would have been able to be there and able to, I'm the chair of evocation, Julie, and I haven't been doing my job. You're not. There is no chair of evocation, Fine, then, Julie. I'm the phoenix. I should have been there to take that thing down. That can mean whatever you want it to mean. You can live your life how you want to now. Julie, people are dead. I know. I could have been there to stop that. If I would have been there with the United Nations, we could have had stronger than these fucking half-assed magic casters. They're not ready. Nobody's ready for this. And I am the only one who's... You see tears welling up in her eyes, and she calms herself as the room starts to get a bit warmer. Hey, hey, hey. Here, why, why don't you sit down? She sits down. I don't, I don't know, Julie. I don't know what to do. You could help Wes. He was there. He knows something, but I can't talk to him. I... Wes is great, but he's just one, one person. I need an army. God, Julie, this was so much less complicated when the society was here. I just ran things. I know, I know, it sounds crazy, but this... You can join the UN if you want, but no one's making you. I know, it, it's... No one is making me, Julie. Fate is making me, and I'm sick and tired of fate telling me what I have to do and showing me the consequences of what happens when I don't. <sighs> is this one of those times when it's good to go into the spirit realm? It probably would be, but Lama can't well, do it with those tools, and then the United Nations isn't letting him, so... Is there any way he could? I could ask, but... I'm assuming that they're not really letting people do it, so I could not tell you. Uh, I'll, I'll look into it. I, I do need to figure out what, what's next in this crazy fucking story of ours. I'm sorry, Julie. Uh, how Are you okay? I, 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 I've been blathering on. What happened with PETA? Is, is everyone okay? Uh, were there um, casualties? I wasn't on the clock, so I wasn't really debriefed about much. But, I mean, it's pretty obvious our reputation's going to take a hit. <laughs> and the public's trust in us is going to take a hit. And to help combat that, I've been promoted to a captain. Oh. Uh, well, well, great, right? Is that good? It now doesn't feel like a time for congratulations. Yeah, you're right about that. Well, uh, what do you want? Chinese pad thai? What are you, what are you thinking? Uh... Chinese sounds pretty good. That's where we're in that. Why, why would it? No, no. I'm huh? not done yet, O'Neill. Okay. I'm not yep. done. Go ahead. 
why why would it have to be all on you? Where what about the other chairs? They're powerful too. It's not just your fault if you insist it is. Yes, Julie, but I am the chair of evocation or was. Thank you. I'm the powerhouse. I'm the one that can throw around the most amount of power. I can rain meteors from the sky and I can level entire area. I'm a nuke and I can train other nukes, but it's dangerous and it requires control. And the other chairs, they, they have their specialties, but I'm the one that's supposed to be there when something needs taken down. I'm telling you, I know another nuke. He just needs training. <sighs> yes, Julie, but if we're going to do this right, I, I would need a whole army. That thing... Well, can't you just start with one or two? I think Jordan's been following him around. I'll see what I can do. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Is there anything else you wanted to do for the rest of this uh, few months period? Um, I don't think anything notable. Just to remind you, because you mentioned you wanted to do it. I don't know if you want to follow up on this, but the little girl, there's anything you wanted to do oh, with yeah. her? Is there any news okay. about her or? She was discharged. Um, they're trying to find a place for her right now. Um, she's an orphan. Oh, current Neil, I'm not about to adopt a child if that's what you're trying I, to no, tell I'm me. Not trying to <laughs> no, I do not expect you to adopt a child. <laughs> um, but there are plenty of Phaetonian orphans kind of popping up all over the place. The, the um, Michaels orphanage is one of them that she will probably be sent to. Michaels, well, not Michaels anymore, but. Okay. But, yep. Yeah. Cool. All right. So if that's all you'll do, yeah. then uh, let's get everybody in here. All right. As time continues to progress, I need uh, Wes and Julie to make history checks for me. A check of historical knowledge. Yes, I. So it's a oh, history no. check. That's a natural twenty. Nice. Natural twenty. Fantastic. Plus zero. Yes, I. I That's an yes. eight. An eight. Okay. Now somebody roll a d six for me. I'll roll a d six. Okay. Olivia's rolling d six. Four. Four. Okay. okay. That's neutral. All That's right. Fine. Um. Let's go ahead, Wes. Uh, we'll we'll do you first since you rolled your natural twenty on your history check. You rolled a natural twenty. Goddamn! I have to give you a lot then. Okay, it is October, and things have been going on. What have you been doing just generally over the next few over the past few months? We're going from June to October, so. Oh man, keeping a low profile. I know. I I know. I I like to talk big, but I don't want to go to jail. Okay. Um. <laughs> I think mostly keeping it lo like low key jobs, just helping out people here and there. Okay. Um. If anything big came across that like didn't absolutely require my attention, I did not touch it. Okay. Understood. Um, Understood. Uh. What do you tell yeah. Sarah once she comes a call in oh. for the soul gem? Hmm. Yeah. I just say, boy, hey, I fucked up. Real bad. Uh, let's role play this then, because I think that's actually for actually for that out. Actually, for those, can I can I actually can I change my mind? Yes. For that, can I like do like some basic research? Not you know going to more fancy magic parties or anything like that. Okay. You know, weird black tie, whatever. I'm I just but just poking around, see if I can hear word about that. The soul gem specifically. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this will be a pretty high DC, but go ahead and make an investigation check. All right, I'm going with the one that just rolled me a natural 20. Unnatural 20. Unnatural 20, okay, I mean, that's pretty good. You keep your ear to the underground of Chicago, and there are factions forming, like clear lines in factions forming in the Chicago underground that are outside of just the ruling gang families of Chicago magical uh -huh. factions specifically there is the church which is what they call themselves go ahead and make a history check for me it's not a high dc but see if you could pull kind of what that means seven seven you just know that they're called the church there are the uh the bones still there are the the scales which you had a brief encounter with you know that they are the dragonborn folk that you seem to have an encounter with, and the cloaks, which you have had no interaction with, as far as you know. 
So there's the scales, the church, yeah, the cloak, the bones, the church, and the, and the bones. Yeah. Got it. 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 And so those are like it. the. I wrote it down. The church cloak. I didn't count this. Church cloak bones, um, scales. Oh. Four. Um. At some point, I definitely call Cash and ask ask Cash what the deal was with that whole uh dragon monster. I, okay. I that it was never explained to me. <laughs> I wasn't fair, there for fair. 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 Okay. I, I don't I, I Tyler do not know what happened in the last session really oh shit yeah I guess so. yeah you were also weren't there okay I was gonna say he just explains everything to you but we can't really do that here um okay yeah, I actually don't know at what point do you call him is this like over the the course of the few uh, months pretty quickly in the next week like over the in the week after like okay hey, Cash, uh, what was that like as soon as I get home from the hospital hey Cash. so um what the fuck was that? Yeah, um, I'm still trying to figure that one out for myself here. Um, I, I don't have any theories yet, but I'm, I'm looking into it. You um, don't know anything about the cold uh, king and the, the reaping and the whatever and the people being the possessed. The cold king, Lazarus, N- no the possessions. I- you seemed no, like you, you. It seemed like when I told you that the first time, you went, "Ah, oh, fuck!" And then you knew something about it. So now I'm just confused it's, it's that you don't know anything something about it. different. I I don't know anything about a cold king, but the possessions. I I guess I know something about. I guess sort of, kind of. Look, Cash. Um, I just fought. I just fought the fucking marshmallow man from Ghostbusters. I I just want to know what's happening because I don't know. And out of game, Tyler doesn't know either. Neither does Olivia. (laughs) (laughs) Olivia maybe didn't. Cash maybe didn't do. uh, Wes, what you could tell is Cash maybe didn't get as much information as he would have hoped during his investigation. And so it's still an ongoing researching thing. Okay. I beefed it, is what that means. (laughs) Okay, got it. Seems like you knew. I don't know. Maybe it was no, just a reaction I, when I, I told you. It no, has, so I knew yeah. that there was some sort of possession happening, but I didn't know to what extent. I don't know who the Cold King is, but I did some uh, uh, spirit realm searching and uh, had a vague idea of what was going to happen, but I didn't know to what extent. I didn't realize there was going to be a marshmallow man running through uh, the suburbs. Okay, got it. Understood. Understood. That's just as long as I, just as long as I know that no one else knows. Yeah. <laughs> that would tell me. So, all right, got it. Yeah. Sorry, I wish I had more information for you. Yeah. Uh, it's all good. Beers at Angelo's on Friday. Yeah, absolutely. All right. See you. See you then. <laughs> Click. So, over the next few months, you. Still kind of working with this community and also like working with the underground, trying to figure out things. Are you doing anything else before we get to this next chapter? No, I do think I'm actually keeping a low profile. Okay. So it comes towards the fall season. Yep. Um, Spooky, 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 scary skeletons. You have been seeing a lot of spooky, scary skeletons. Yes, spooky, scary skeletons. You've been seeing a lot of heightened PETA presence, just in general. Um, and go ahead and make an investigation check for me. Six. Six. Just a That's lot of a PETA strong, people. powerful six. Seems like more PETA people than usual, but all seems to be PETA people. Um, <laughs> so. That's Oink. So, you could have rolled. Right? Yeah, yeah. Fuck the oh, I'll re-roll. I'll use a wild magic re-roll. You want to use it? Okay, yeah. I I will be holding because this is kind of a stretched out time period. But oh yeah, I know it's a stretched out. I I I assume whenever I do this, you just hold one indefinitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Natural twenty. Okay. At first, they seem like just regular PETA people, but actually, through a couple of encounters you have, you actually see that they're using like robots, like. Droid, oh, no. like light, like Blade Runner androids, or like actual, like oh, that's just a robot. Like, Humanoid robot. Do, I need to robots. do a test to tell if they're human. No, you can clearly tell that they are how, robots. How Nel? How how Nelson are they? With a natural twenty, because you rolled a natural twenty, they don't look human. They look like robots. 
Oh, okay. But they're so they this, look like robots. That's, yeah. That was my question. Is but make an insight check for me. Very good. Uh, nineteen plus one. Unnatural twenty. Unnatural twenty. Man, I'm rolling high and low today. At first, you're like, "Oh, they're just robots," but you kind of look at some of them, and they're the same height as Nelson. Oh no! And oh, they. No. Oh Neil, no! You see, like on their tags, like back tags, you see a manufacturing code, like a, a printout code for these guys, and it does yeah, say uh-huh. N31-5N. Oh. Oh, no. Oh, Neil, no. Oh, that's so bad. Oh, and I don't like that at all. I'm very uncomfortable. Yes. I do not like the energy you've brought to the studio today. (laughs) This is not good. (laughs) That revelation kind of hits you as you begin to see more and more of these robots patrolling the streets, as well as regular PETA officers. And the PETA officer number uptake has increased quite a bit. You get to October. You're just living in a fascist fucking police state. (laughs) Not unlike real life, am I right? (laughs) Oh, oh, oh. Um, it gets to October and one day in October, a little bit kind of middle of October, something in your mind clicks and it has you very worried. What about the wild hunt? Hello, this is your DM here. DM obviously stands for don't make any money do make money actually how about that do make money this time around uh thanks so much for listening to this episode of you might be wondering how we got here if you like what we do you can follow us on instagram and twitter at ymbw podcast and if you share the show using the hashtag ymbw you can get your name in the show uh again apologize for these long gaps in between episodes we are currently working on a way to get uh, a more frequent episode count coming up so we have something coming out soon uh it will be delayed one more episode i did realize that this session was actually one uh too long so there's one more episode and then we'll be back on our weekly schedule hopefully still kind of working out some of the the kinks in that system but it's turning out really well uh i have a really really exciting we have we added a really exciting person to our crew uh so yeah uh thanks so much for listening again uh if you like what we do and you want to support us we have a patreon patreon.com slash ymbw podcasts uh we're adding more people to our crew so i mean the show is getting a little bit more expensive to make but uh it's, it's gonna be a better show for you guys so we're really excited for that uh yeah and again just tweet about the show using the hashtag ymbw share with your friends share with your loved ones and i will see you in the next episode Jesse, you are promoted to captain. Yeah. You are given a group of squadrons now that you are kind of looking after and looking over, as well as you guys are called into a meeting. Okay. And during this meeting, it, it seems like a more like professional businessy meeting, more so than like your standard like big there's a big mission going on meeting right you, there's mm-hmm. like there's a difference between like the kind of standard this is just what's going on this is a an update for the entire PETA branch versus like this is a mission that everybody needs to get prepared for and this meeting seems like the prior okay and when you walk into this large warehouse area where you guys have these meetings you see on this stage there are these boxes like tall six foot tall boxes Uh, They're kind of lined up in a row, and you see two people kind of off to the side of the stage having a discussion, business suit types, and uh, you also see General Milo also having a discussion with them. It doesn't seem like it's heated by any means. They just seem to be having like a a standard like discussion of some sort. Uh, You walk in and take a seat, I'm assuming? Yeah. Okay. You and the other thousands of PETA members that are coming in to watch this meeting, there's a PA system and all that set up, and you see Major General Malo walk up to the stage, tap the mic, and says, Officers, PETA members, if you all will have a seat. We'll get this meeting started right away. Ladies and gentlemen, PETA members, uh, today we have a very special guest, and we need to treat them with respect. 
about a new update coming to our security forces. I think this will be a good boon to both our image and to our security enforcement protocols. As you can tell, and Julie, make a perception check for me. Oh boy, you're scaring me, O'Neill. Okay, I, I don't think, at a five. Five? You can't really tell who he's referring to. You saw a couple of those suited people having a conversation, but you weren't able to pick any of them out. But as he continues speaking, it becomes apparent who is coming to speak with you all today. Ladies and gentlemen of the Paranormal Investigations and Defense Agency, please let me help welcome to the stage, Melon Rusk. And everybody begins clapping. And you know Melon Rusk. He is a tech guru owner of certain electric cars, and he is a key figure in the tech industry, and he takes the stage now. And as he begins speaking, he goes, Now, you find people at the Paranormal Investigation and Defense Agency, you have a bit of an issue. You have a PR problem on your hands, and I'm here to fix it. Please, let me introduce your new fleet of co-workers. And the front of the boxes fall down. And you see robotic humanoids kind of standing at attention. And as they stomp out, you see them at their full force. And go ahead and make an insight check for me. Ten. Ten? They look strange. They're, they're essentially droids robot humanoids that are thin and tall, but they're just weird. You can't really put a finger on it. But as Milan Rusk continues to speak, he goes, these will be a boon to both you and to the people out on the streets. Obviously, PETA members can't be everywhere, but luckily with enough of these, they can be. They run 24 hours, seven days a week with a little bit of a core that, that I help design myself. These are the N31-5N droid models. They will be a boon to your defense agency as well as a level of comfort for those at home. We are in the future and the future looks scary. But luckily for all of us, you have these to help us guide the way. And everybody politely claps as, you know, he finishes bloviating about the technical defense mechanisms of these robotic creatures. And Major General Malo steps up to the stage and goes, now these are in beta testing, but I think that they will help us when we are short-staffed. Each captain will be receiving a squadron of these robotic creatures and they can be controlled by voice activation and by command. They are fairly simple to control and only PETA members, PETA captains specifically, can give them controls. We will be walking you all through how to control these beings uh, once we split you off into your various groups. Are there any questions? I'm impersonating a student hearing that during a Zoom lecture, <laughs> not uh -huh. saying anything and just staring blankly. Julie's not asking questions now because she plans to ask questions like on the training session. Should I just ask gotcha. you now? Yes, Got I think it. this would be a good time okay, to ask. So, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, are they purely like physical damage or do they have any magical components? They do have some magical and anti-magical components. Can they detect magic? They have some magic detecting sensors. Okay. Um, what's the failsafe? There is. The failsafe is a code word that you can use or you can type into one of your N31-5N controllers, which you all have. It's a long, thin remote that seems somewhat familiar, but there is a easy on and off switch for those as well. But you can also use the command word if you do not have the remote. And the command word is very specific, and it takes you a couple times to practice because you have to use a certain inflection. It's like a magical word, not just like a phrase you can use. So in the training session, is Rusk there? Melon Rusk? Yeah. Sure, yeah. He's is just kind of overseeing. Is there a moment where I can... Yeah, can I walk over and speak to him? 
Uh, yeah, you guys kind of break up and begin like work, walking through your workstations. And when you get a break from one of the workstations you have to do to learn how to control these things, you can walk up to them. Yeah. Hello, Mr. Rusk, sir. Thank you for coming here today. And of course, I, w- I was curious about the cores you use to animate these. It's a certain battery I've been working on. It's a it's hard to explain. These things, they're not living by any means, but they have some... Because of the new magic, I, I've been doing some studies. Because of the magic that's kind of in, you know, taking up the world, these things can kind of absorb some of that ambient magic. And then also whenever they destroy magic with some of their anti-magic abilities, they can also absorb that magic. So it's kind of like a battery that needs to be charging. Every once in a while, one of them will need to you know, be recharged with a spell here or a spell there, but it's nothing too much they're they're pretty in all honestly fairly simple batteries just the way they absorb the magic i think is very special have you uh worked at all with um the the un because i know they have some i'm gonna say like magic technology similar to this yeah i had to get i had to go through hours and hours of approval through the united nations I'm, I'm referring specifically to one. It's a conscious being within an artificial body, but the artificial body has been powered down. I, um, no, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Make an insight check. Okay. That's a 13. 13? He seems like he's telling the truth. I, I, would I, just... I I've never worked with anything else. I, I made these more or less whole cloth. Ah, okay. Well, thank you. Uh, I, I was just curious because I was friends with the, the person who was shut down, essentially. And I've been searching for a way to power him back. He gives you a strange look because these aren't friends. They are, again, they are robots. The, the, what I'm referring to, it was coherent enough to be considered living. He gives you a strange look, but gives you a nod. He goes, right, right, okay. Yeah, interesting. I won't take up any more of your time. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually gonna go over to this station over there. You're not doing that right. Let me, and he goes off and begins mansplaining one of the various technical okay, aspects of these new droids, as you will. Do you do anything else? Nope. Okay. Uh, go ahead and bring in Olivia for me. Good evening. Good evening. <laughs> yes. So, it, we're getting into October. So, what is what is Cash doing? Halloween's coming up. Yeah. Not yet. We're it's like mid October right now. Hmm. But we're getting there. Getting there. Is this so? Is this after the whole research cycle situation? Are we starting yeah. a new cycle? It, yes, we are. Okay. That's what that D6 was, yeah. Um. <laughs> What do you want to do? The world is your oyster. I hate oysters. Um, Well, the world's one big one. Fuck! (laughs) Hey, you know what? (laughs) Let's do a quick little sojourn into the spirit realm, see what the fuck's going on. All right, interesting. What's the next cycle got in store for Cash Warner? Yes, 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 yes. Okay. You are... Again, where where are you doing this? Because, again, are you going to hotbox your... Are you going to hotbox your hotel room? Oh, I forgot we were in the hotel. I thought by the end of the cycle we'd be back in the house. Actually, sorry. Yes, it's October. Sorry. I, You guys went back at the beginning of the cycle. I forgot about that. So, yes. I'm you in are, the basement. You're, you're in the basement. All right. <laughs> Getting high in the basement. I was going to do some hunting incense. and then I got high. Uh, <laughs> you <laughs> begin hotboxing your basement. <laughs> <laughs> spiritually spiritually spiritually, spiritually magically basement. magically hotboxing your basement um <laughs> and i'm spiritually hotboxing this finished basement <laughs> <laughs> yes uh your newly renovated basement <laughs> so you are on a journey you are trekking through these evergreen forests. You have about a squad of three other hunters with you. You are stalking through the forest and you have been tracking this particular hunt for some time now. And you're getting close. And you can feel that energy that you feel of 
when you've cornered something and you just want to take it. You feel that riled up energy inside of you and you and your hunters, although being stealth stealthy, are closing in on your hunt. And you're getting closer and closer. And one of them reaches out a hand speed and says, Hey, hey, Theo, Theo, I think we got the tracks. And he motions towards the ground and you see bear tracks. Big. And, and you're close, so you pull out your, your rifle. And you hear something. The sound of breaking twigs. And you look over to your left. And there you see it. And the, the, this, uh, this big, giant, grizzly bear roars up. Puts his two paws on the ground. One of your hunting mates goes for the rifle, tries to shoot it, but it jams. What are you doing? I am gonna zero in on the head. Okay, make an attack. Just roll a d20 for me. Okay, 16. 16. You fire at this thing, and you don't necessarily get it in the head, but you get it in the shoulder, and as your gun fires out, your other creature begins to reload the gun and try to fix it. The bear begins growling off and running fast into the forest, back away from you. Where are you doing? Going after it. You feel this energy of the hunt pulling you through. Yeah, you go after it. You begin giving chase. Go ahead and make another attack for me. 19. Okay. Yeah, you you shoot this thing again, and this time you manage to get it in one of his legs, and now it's kind of stumbling and going, and you feel again this like energy. You feel you see one of your your other hunters join you and begin firing at misses twice, and you see this bear beginning to run up to this cave. What are you doing? At this point, like it's already wounded, so it would be kinder to put it out of its misery. Let me try to shoot it again. Okay, make one more attack for me. I'm a hunter. I hunt things. Two. Two. This time you fire off, and this time you hear an echoing <laughs> as your your bullet flies off to the side and lands to, and impacts the side of the cave. As the bear eventually makes its way in, you put out a hand for your your fellow hunters to stop as you begin to slowly trek your way into this cave. And as you do, from deeper down into the cave, you hear a. <laughs> What are you doing? I mean, it's literally suicide to go into a bear cave with a wounded bear in it. Make a perception check for me. Twelve. Twelve. You hear the bear coming out of the cave. And you also hear, like, go ahead. What are you doing? What are you preparing? Nothing. I'm readying readying a shot. And as you do, you hear something in the cave as well. A, A different roar. A smaller roar. And as the bear comes bounding out of the cave, you see a smaller bear on its back clench onto it as, as this giant mama grizzly now that you can see begins running and bounding out of the cave. Are you going to take your shot? Mm-hmm. All right. 16. 16. You fire at this bear. One of the legs the, the little bear goes rolling off. One of the hunters slaps you on the back. Nice going, Theodore. Great shot. And then the other, your left goes, Mr. Roosevelt, that was a beautiful shot. Damn it, you son of a bitch, I was just about to say, am I Teddy Roosevelt? (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) The bear now on the ground. You see the smaller bear roll up. He says, I'll I'll, I'll run and grab the little one. And you see one of the hunters roll up and begin like trying to wrestle and grab the smaller bear as this mama bear tries to nip out and you see one of the hunters beginning to like try to settle and calm down the bear to put down them the this bigger bear here yeah what are you doing i guess it, like once the bear is like down i guess i'm going in for the final shot okay the bear is like down it's it's trying to bite out but it can't really it's it's doesn't necessarily have the energy to and you see the other one you see one of your other hunter friends pick up this smaller bear by the scruff of his neck and gay oh this will be a nice uh Nice hat or something, yeah? Small rug. Puts it down. You you go over to this mama bear now, and you look into its eyes as you deliver the final blow. And as you look into this creature's eyes, that hunting feeling that you have, that thrill, just wanes slightly. 
as this thing gnashes out at you. Make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Six. Six. This thing bites <laughs> past your leg, and you yelp out in pain as you fire off into this bear uh, simultaneously, and you feel the jaws loosen, and you see the bear's head kind of turn to the side, its one eye looking at you, and you see the light fade from it as you put this bear down. And then you're out. Roll 2d10 for me. <laughs> hunting is bad. I do not condone hunting. 75. 7 and 5. 75. 75. Okay. You come out of the spirit realm, and you're fine. Nothing happens. Cool. Oh, ow. I hurt my soul a little bit. <laughs> um. Uh, go ahead and play, uh, take plus one mind. Okay. Um, okay. What are you doing? I am gonna go for more hunting gigs. Okay.